What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this is our last week of our prehistoric horror month, I should say. Um, it's been a fun month. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Quite we've, we've had <clears throat> some, uh, some f- funny movies mixed in with, well, I guess all three of them have been They've had like a lot of comedy mixed in with them. Yeah, definitely. But this one, the piece de resistance. Yeah. Um, no real comedy involved a little bit, but yeah, not much. No. But we, we wouldn't have a prehistoric horror month without including this movie. Yeah. That movie is 1993's Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Uh, I had never coined this as a horror movie yeah. until our fucking um, intro episode that we recorded <laughs> like two years ago. And you were like, yeah, Jurassic Park's one of my favorite horror movies. And I was like, wait a second. He's on to something. <laughs> I never pictured it as a horror movie, but really it, it is. It can be. Yeah, like it's more of a thriller. <laughs> yeah. But there is a lot of uh <clears throat> things it takes from horror. Definitely. Like in this one, um there's only like two people that really like you see die really mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, like their deaths are memorable. Like even in the second one, I haven't watched in all, quite a few years, but the one I always remember is whenever they're in the waterfall and then the guy mm. goes out and like the blood comes down the waterfall, yeah. like fucking sick. Yeah. 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 And like, there's a lot of like, there, the, there's only two deaths, like you said, but there's a lot of like horrific imagery mm-hmm. and like very suspenseful scenes in this movie. Yeah. And yeah, I'm all for it being, considered a horror movie it's it's a creature feature right yeah. like yeah. no matter wh- however you want to put it that's it's, it's what it's it is just a very big budget creature feature yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but before we really dive into this movie i want to know what you've been up to this week bro <clears throat> so this week uh been up to quite a bit since we uh uh yeah i guess quite a bit um so to start off with my non-horror movies uh watched a movie called the lost city yeah which is on paramount plus now i was actually surprised to see it on there Mm -hmm, they like they don't have a lot on there Mm -hmm. but they added some like new releases that the jackass for forever is on there yeah um and then they added this and uh I liked it a lot. Um, it's not like great, but it's just a funny throwback movie. Like, you know what you're getting. It's very aware of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandra Bullock and Shane Tatum have good chemistry. Daniel Radcliffe's amazing in it. So it I was mean, fun. Daniel Radcliffe's in it? Yeah, he plays the villain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who, who do you think had better chemistry? Sandy and Channing or Sandy and Ryan Reynolds? Uh, in oh, the proposal. From- I haven't watched the proposal in a very long time. Oh, okay. So I'd have to say this movie. All right. Yeah. Um, 
and I watched, we watched a documentary that's on HBO now. Uh, it's Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Oh, is it good? It is good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, if you like Anthony Bourdain, you'd mm-hmm. like it. Like, I didn't really know much about him. I just knew him from his TV show. Uh, what no is that, TV show. No, um, the other one where he goes to like crazy countries. Oh, yeah. Uh, fuck. Anyway. And the, it's like the the tourist attract, like black tourism or dark tourism or something. Basic, like basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the documentary is really good. It, it touches on, I don't want to say his like fall into darkness because he's always had that behind him, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's it's really a tragic story of his and whenever he passed like a lot of people were very like upset at him and angry with him like even a couple of people in the in the movie they're interviewing they're like like fuck you like really why would you do that you know yeah so um but it's really good i'd recommend it it's pretty long it's like two hours long yeah but it's good nice um I watched, continued my Nicolas Cage uh, watch and um, watched Ghost Rider. Nice. It's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. <laughs> it definitely does not hold up. No, nah, I figured. But some of the scenes when he's full Ghost Rider, yeah. it's so cheesy. It's fucking hilarious. I was dying <laughs> laughing at some parts. Uh it's not good, and I'm not looking forward to watching the sequel. So no, the sequel's even worse. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. And then I continue my watch of Puppet Master movies. Oh, uh, shit. It's been a while since I watched one, so I watched Puppet Master: The Legacy. I didn't fully watch it, but I still counted on Letterbox because I deserve that for watching even 15 minutes of it because <laughs> literally it's just a uh like it's clips from yeah. the previous movies like it's like an hour and 20 minutes of just clips of every single movie that come before it so i didn't even bother watching the whole thing as like this is a waste of time yeah i don't get why they would do that yeah it doesn't make any sense uh they just added the rest of them to uh to me as well oh did they yeah yeah so they're uh, all on there now? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. At least most of them. Uh, and then I watched uh, Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. <laughs> uh, I've never seen any of the Demonic Toys movies, but this one was okay. It actually has um, Corey Feldman in it. Right, yeah. He's like the main guy. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't great, but like some of the Demonic Toys are fucking hilarious. Like there's this like baby that like reminds me of Chucky. Yeah. And it just like says ridiculous things and stuff. Oh, it was funny. <laughs> um, and then I watched uh video drone last night. Nice. Uh, cause I was like, I had a really tough day at work on Tuesday. Like we had this tornado we're dealing with. So work was just like nutso. And mm-hmm. I just, I started watching the George Carlin documentary. And then I was like, nah, I'm not feeling this right now. So yeah. Throw on Videodrome because they added a bunch of Cronenberg movies on there on Crave. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing first new movie that's coming out. Um, so I watched Videodrome. It was pretty good. It's weird. Yeah. 
like it's on that that list i sent you like the top 250 horror movies it's yeah. pretty like low far down like 250 or 240 area mm-hmm. um it was very weird practical effects were like amazing but yeah. like i don't think i like it as much as other people do <clears throat> and i don't know if i'd watch it again maybe just to kind of get a more understanding of it mm-hmm. it's very weird yeah i watched it for the first time last year too mm-hmm. it was yeah they have crash on there i don't know if that's the same crash that like won the oscar i doubt it i don't think so yeah okay uh and then lastly went to the movies and watched men <laughs> uh alex garland's new movie um and i just finished uh uh that's the podcast the reader podcast uh not the watch um any one of them and they were talking about alex garland i didn't know that he was a writer before doing directing movies oh me either like he wrote the book uh, 28 days later oh really he wrote a couple other like uh books he wrote the beach okay i didn't know that so yeah i guess uh fuck who's the guy that redid that directed uh 28 days later um Anyway, but those two have like worked together a bunch. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, Garland is like is uh, is more of a writer and like a screenplay guy before he did uh, directing. Okay, uh, Danny Boyle. Yeah, Danny 20, Boyle. That's it. Twenty days. Later. Uh, but yeah, Men is definitely an A twenty four movie. Um, <laughs> I don't. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'm kind of in between right now. I'm definitely gonna watch it again when it comes out on digital or whatever whatever comes out yeah uh acting cinematography was great uh the last like 10 minutes of the movie is just i'm never gonna get that out of my head really yes it's gonna be engraved there forever Fuck. so maybe that says something about the movie and the way garland just goes there hmm. um and uh I guess Annihilation is a book too. Oh, really? And I guess the movie, like he just went totally changed the book. Apparently, hmm. yeah, it's weird. So, uh, yeah, pretty busy week. Uh, I guess so. Don't think we've recorded for a while, anyway. So, yeah, we're we're a little late into the week with yeah. this one, just because of like you said, there's a fucking tornado that ripped through your city. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, that's it. What uh, would you watch? Fuck, not nearly as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched one movie. Okay. Uh, Slash and Captain posted this movie on his story saying that it was one of his favorite movies of 2021. Um, the Cursed. Oh, yeah. Did you finish it? Yeah. Um, I liked it. I definitely need to rewatch it because I wasn't totally into it, but it is. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but like Anthony and I were talking about it and like, it's a period piece. And I just, I feel like I wasn't really in the mood for it whenever I was watching it. Yeah. But it is, it's a really well done movie. Um, and I'm not a huge werewolf guy, but this is like a different spin on it. I feel like for some reason, directors and stuff have totally changed like werewolf movies mm-hmm. in the past, like few years. Yeah. Like the last two I've watched, like I both really liked um, the two comedies there, uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow and yeah. uh, Werewolves Within. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this one kind of, it might be like a comedy like the other two, but kind of different view. Like yeah. With the period piece and all that, like just different. And it doesn't look like a werewolf either. It's, oh, okay. It's, <clears throat> yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, so I watched that and then um, the new season of Love, Death and Robots came out. So oh, yeah. I'm like halfway through that. Uh, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, David yeah. Fincher directed one of them. Oh, really? And then he was like the executive producer on one of the other ones. Oh, okay. So he def- he had his hand in two of them so far mm. that I've seen. Um, the one is fucking nuts, man. Like the one that he directed, it's so sick. That's cool. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it because I think the first season had like, was like 18 or 20 episodes or something crazy. Yeah, the first season was very good. Yeah, I, I think I like just binge, I want to say three quarters of them mm-hmm. well i think i just got burnt out at one point and just yeah yeah it is a lot and like not like they're all just they're different stories in each one right mm-hmm. so there's nothing to like really follow i yeah. guess but there's one on this season it's called uh night of the mini dead <laughs> and it's it's a seven minute short film and it's basically just night of the living dead but like um like in fast forward mode basically. And they're all like little tiny, like <laughs> things like little toys almost. And it was hilarious, man. Oh, my God. But it was really cool how they did it. But yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I feel like I was watching something else too, a show, but I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't write it down, but yeah, pretty boring. Um, been reading a lot because we have this reading challenge that we have going on. Yeah. Um, and I really put it on the back burner for a while. So I've been trying to hammer out some books. Yeah. My power was out for a day and a half. So I started reading the shining. Uh, Cause you let me borrow it. Like two years uh, ago, like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, I've blown through it. Like I think I'm almost halfway done the book. Like I'm nice. over 300 pages in. That's good. Uh and then we just started a book club with uh, Porcelain Peak guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing the book House of Leaves, which you've read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the intro today and like just looking at like the first page, I'm like already so confused about what this is that we're reading. Like it's a tough read because every page is like different. Like, yeah it's hard to explain like the the format of the page is different like it's really cool but then like at the bottom like the first page it has like part xxx like wasn't in chapter six or something like i have no idea what yeah any of that stuff means but there's a lot of footnotes and shit like that yeah yeah but once you get into it like it's a it's a really good story okay I remember a while back they were talking about making it into a TV show or something like that, but I was like, I don't know how this, how it would work. Like it definitely wouldn't capture the feeling of the book properly. No, because the, the way that the book's written with all the different shit throughout it, that's what really gives it its, its edge, I guess. But yeah, I don't think they'd be able to replicate that in its show, but yeah, pretty boring week for me. All right. Ready to talk about this movie? Yes, sir. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about 1993's Jurassic Park. Before we do, I'm not going to forget this. You remember this time. (laughs) Uh, What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a McLean's Maple Coffee Mild. Oh, good crack, good crack. I'm drinking. really good. Is it? Is that your first time having it? I don't think so. It tastes like uh, maple candy. Ooh. Yeah. Might have to get some. Um, I'm drinking my third last can of the Dominion City Box. Nice. Two Flags IPA. Um, I th- yeah. I obviously drank one of them before because this is my last one of it. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that one. <laughs> the one that's like super hoppy. Yeah. Oh, it's got an aftertaste to it, too. All right. The synopsis. Very misleading synopsis. A pragmatic paleontologist touring an almost complete theme park on an island in Central America is tasked with protecting a couple of kids after a power failure causes the park's cloned dinosaurs to run loose. Mm. I mean, that's one storyline throughout it <laughs> kind of there's there's like <laughs> three different storylines intertwining throughout yeah um and we have one of them for the synopsis yeah <laughs> but, and it's like very loosely yeah i don't know anyways the movie was directed by the one and only steven spielberg mm-hmm. uh who needs no introduction but I'm going to rhyme some off the Indiana Jones franchise, E.T., Jaws, uh, The Lost World, which is the sequel to this movie. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Hook, Saving Private Ryan, and Schindler's List. Yeah, he's done a lot. He has um, Um, directed and produced. Yeah. Question for you. 20 or 30 years into the future okay do you think there will be a director like him ever again like do you think like i just throwing this name out there do you think nolan would be like a director that you know people would talk about in the same light as spielberg like i think nolan is probably the only one that could be put on that type of pedestal because like steven spielberg and james cameron are both up there yeah i feel like cameron has taken like a step down for me just because like he hasn't been like really relevant in a while because he's been making 17 fucking avatar (laughs) movies (laughs) he's banking his whole career on these man oh my god they take time dude give him a break yeah I can't believe we just got a trailer flat and they announced it what like fucking 12 years ago. Yeah. Nuts. 
Um, yeah, that's a good question. I Christopher Nolan, he's got to be up there. Yeah, I mean, even just yeah. with his Dark Knight trilogy and like Inception. Yeah. Uh, who else could be up there? I mean, like you said, Fincher, but like I don't but think he, he's done enough. Well, and he's been around for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to say like Robert Eggers, but I don't think he'll be. He won't be up there. I think it's too early. Yeah, yeah. but I I like the direction that he's going with his movies, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. he has the potential to be like one of the top guys. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like you said, he's only done three movies now. Yeah. Um, I almost watched The Northman last night and then I watched five. Oh, yeah. I watched five minutes of it and my AirPods were dead and I didn't feel like going down to get my headphones. And Sarah was yelling at me because she was trying to watch TV. Huh, huh. I said, fuck it. I'll read my book. But yeah, because I'm just like looking at other ones and like there's no one really in the same like kind of age as kind of nolan mm. like because like i mean you got tarantino but i mean he's kind of been around since the 90s yeah scorsese's been around the same time you know so there isn't really ridley scott but i mean he's kind of the same age yeah i don't know for younger guys i would yeah i think it's got to be nolan yeah because like who else has produced or oh actually i just saw one uh dennis villeneuve possibly yeah although he hasn't put out like a lot of movies but like he did, movies he did dune right yeah dune yeah. uh blade runner 2049 right. and uh arrival yeah he could be i mean those are three bangers too mm-hmm. dune especially like that's his fucking yeah, he'll have Doom Part 2 coming out. So, yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting question. I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on it. Well, I think at the end of the day, I think Spielberg will be the guy. Well, yeah. I mean, like, look at what he's done, man. And, like, the movies he's done have, like, been revolutionary, too. Yeah, like, it's not just, like, the movies, but the properties Yeah, behind it. Like, Jurassic yeah. Park has now spawned the sixth movie will be coming out yeah um like indiana jones Indiana jones yeah and like even his standalone movies like et uh was huge and still is huge and like jaws okay it spawned a couple of shitty sequels but like that movie as a whole was Mm -hmm. that was a revolutionary movie for its time yeah and so many movies like we just did piranha and it was it paid homage to it so much. Mm-hmm. And then like I talked about it on that episode, like we had Orca from back then. We also had the original Piranha that yeah. came out. Like there's it. so many movies have taken that sort of format and have kind of just spun it on its head. And then we did close encounters of the third kind. And that's a fucking incredible movie. Yeah. And then like saving private <laughs> Ryan and Schindler's list. Like those are two, incredible war movies yeah he's all over the place like he does fantasy he does horror he does action he does like the the war dramas it's it's crazy what he's capable of doing i want to check something really quick you can continue on while this is up 
Um, I guess we'll move on to the cast list then. <clears throat> Starting off, we have Sam Neill, who plays Dr. Alan Grant. Um, he reprised his role in Jurassic Park 3, and he's also coming back for uh, Dominion, which comes out next month. Um, he was in Hunt for the Wilder People, The Piano, Thor Ragnarok, and Peaky Blinders. Did you find what you're looking for? Um, not yet. Okay, I'll keep going. Um, next, I have Laura Dern, who played Ellie. Uh, she was in The Wild, Marriage Story, Blue Velvet, F is for Family, which I forgot that she was in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hilarious. Uh, Big Little Lies, The Last Jedi, and she also came back for Jurassic Park 3, and she's also coming back for Dominion. Yep. Uh, I saw a movie on her IMDb that came out like last year, two years ago, uh, Grizzly 2. Yeah. The Revenge. Yeah. Did you see who was in that movie? No. Like, go look at the top build cast. I was like, what the fuck? That's so random. Like, I don't know if they're like in it for a while or if it's just like a cameo <laughs> jesus we have jonathan reese davies george clooney <laughs> laura dern charlie sheen uh wow yeah that's i don't know that's weird that is that's a really weird cast mm-hmm. yeah were any of them in the original i no, no. i looked yeah no <clears throat> i just watched the original last year too yeah i remember you saying that um i wanted to look up and see how many of spielberg's movies were in like the top 250 of imdb fuck but they didn't have it uh but they do have it on like letterboxd top 250 yeah so he only has three movies in letterboxd top 250 what yeah how i don't know which three um See if I can find it quickly here. Letterbox top 250 though is like it has uh, so many fucking yeah. foreign movies and shit and on they it. They got Schindler's List. Yeah. I'm guessing Saving Private Ryan. And probably Jurassic Park, I would assume. Mm, yeah. I could see it being in there over Indiana Jones. Yeah, I, I can't find the third one. Hmm. But anyway. That's crazy. I don't know if I've seen a bad movie that he's done. I'm sure you could find one. <laughs> yeah, I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going back to this cast list. Um, next up, I have Jeff Goldblum, who plays Ian Malcolm. Uh, he's known for The Fly, which is a movie that we did a while back. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Independence Day 1 and 2, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and The Lost World. And he is also coming back for Dominion. Yeah. Um, Richard Attenborough, RIP. Um, he played John Hammond. He was also in The Lost World, Miracle on 34th Street, uh, the original Dr. Doolittle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the Great Escape and The Flight of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, little tidbit of trivia he stopped acting from like 1979 all the way up until 1993 for this movie really this was his first movie in like uh almost 20 years Hmm, that's crazy yeah um and do you know who his brother is of course (laughs) 
Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I have three honorable mentions for actors and then two honorable mentions for guys in the background. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, I have Wayne Knight. Uh, fuck him in this movie. I think I'm just... I need to come to terms with the fact that I'm not a Wayne Knight fan. Okay. Um, I hate him in this movie. Yeah. I hated him in Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he annoyed the fuck out of me in Space Jam. Yeah, that's uh, fair. And I, I, don't, I honestly don't know if I've seen him in anything else. I'm sure I have. He was in Rat Race. Oh, yeah. I didn't like him in that either. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just don't like Wayne Knight. Um, we have very young Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, did you notice he has like a very heavy lisp in this movie? Um, it might have just been because he always really. had a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, that, that might have been why. Um, and then I have BD Wong who played uh, Doctor Wu, mm. um, and he's reprised his character throughout the franchise as well. Yeah, I like that they brought him back for uh, mm-hmm. Jurassic World. Yeah. Um. And then I have John Williams, who did the music for the movie uh, because he deserves all the recognition. His score for this movie uh, really makes it that much more special. Yeah. Uh, The music in this is world renowned. You play one of the tracks from this movie and people are going to know what it is. Yep. Um, Where would you rank this score on his list on his list like out of his uh, movies like where would it does it rank for you i would like top three yeah it'd have to be top three yeah um i don't know maybe i'll go through his entire uh list of movies that he's done and i don't know i can't see it not being in the top three though yeah yeah i think i don't know man <laughs> this music is so like Iconic. iconic yeah but then also like star wars just mm-hmm. i mean yeah yeah like i'm not saying it's the f- top but it's yeah 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 because yeah. Yeah. he did jaws too like yeah that's that score is only like there's only the one track that's like really iconic but mm-hmm. still it's a good score um, and then, of course, I have Stan Winston, who did all of the animatronic dinosaurs for this one. Did we do one of his movies? Yep. Uh, I don't L- remember. Let me what take it was, a so. guess. I, I was it Pumpkinhead? No, I feel like no. Whichever movie it was, they they used the model from that for the for the movie. What movie was it that we did? I feel like it, it was Pumpkinhead. Uh, Aliens. Oh, was one. Um, and I think yeah, they used the alien animatronic for Pumpkinhead. Mm. I'm pretty sure. This is probably going to be hard to find. Oh yeah, he directed Pumpkinhead. Okay, that's why it's fucking yeah. So yeah, yeah, they used the the alien animatronic for uh, the creature in Pumpkinhead. Shit, he was he did the special effects for Constantine as well. Interesting. I just watched that. 
All right. Um, I've gotten through my whole list of honorable mentions. I don't know if you have anybody else that you wanted to add. Uh, not really. Uh, the actor that played Lex and Tim, uh, yeah. they don't really, well, Lex, the girl that plays her, I think it's like Ariana. She, she does like painting now or something like that. And she's done like some movies. Yeah. Well, this is definitely her most well-known Same with Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And they were good too. Like mm-hmm. they, they could have moved on and did, did mm-hmm. more movies for sure. Um, I read a little bit of trivia and this movie sparked uh, a love interest for her with dinosaurs. And after they made this movie, she actually went out with the real life Dr. Alan Grant, like who his character was based off of, like the paleontologist and like actually went out on a dig. That's sick. So like she was still a kid and she went out on a fucking. That'd be so cool. Yeah, it would be. That'd be cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, they actually just brought it up. Uh, Laura Dern did because um, this they're doing press for the new movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that the age gap between her and Sam Neill at the time of filming, like looking back at it, it it just felt feels very wrong and feel right. Because oh, really? she was only 23 when they filmed this movie. Holy shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'm guessing Sam Neill was probably late thirties, maybe when they filmed this. Yeah. You could tell he was definitely older than her. Yeah. Um, So it kind of makes like the relationship kind of weird. Like, you know, especially for her knowing that she's so young. Oh my God. Uh, Hold on. I need to do the math here. (laughs) He was 46, man. He was double her age. Really? Yeah, he was born in 1947. That's why I was like, holy shit. He He was was 46? Yeah, he was born two years after World War II finished, for fuck's sakes. So he's almost 80? Yeah. I guess. 1947 he was born. Wow. 2022 minus 1947. He's 75. Jesus. And they're going to be in Dominion together and they're still together and shit. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> Ellie Grant is a fucking uh, gold digger. I guess so. She's not just Jesus. a fossil digger. She's a gold digger. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts, man. Wow. Um, fuck, there's something else. Oh, um, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum actually got married after this movie, too. Or no, they were together for two years. And they ended their relationship before they got married. Oh, okay. Okay. But apparently he's uh, pretty well known to um, woo his co-stars. Really? Yeah. I mean, like. Sly dog. Did you see him in the fly? And like, did you (laughs) see like him in this movie? Like. Yeah. He's all. He's. I don't know if he was like a sex icon at the time. Like. Yeah. But I mean, just the scene in this movie uh, reminded me very much of Princess Leia whenever she was, <laughs> was Jabba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Yeah, there's just something about him. Like he's he's very charismatic. Um, yeah. 
and he's not a bad looking dude and like he gets the shirt unbuttoned like halfway down and he did mm-hmm. it in this movie and he did it in the fly yeah so i mean i, I get it yeah. i get it all right enough uh gushing over jeff goldblum <laughs> let's talk about this movie dude all right let's do it um what does this movie mean to you everything yeah this movie from the first day i watched it till the last time i watched it which was yesterday yeah um it's one of my all-time favorites yeah it uh i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's it's one of those movies that like i could watch like a hundred times a year and i wouldn't Mm -hmm. get sick of it um i still get like i like my heart still pounds during the fucking raptor scene and like the t-rex scene whenever they first whenever we first see him um and like this most recent watch like i was on the edge of my seat like how i always am every time i watch this movie and like just the way that it's shot and the way that it's done and the the uh the score that goes with it it's just Mm -hmm. phenomenal phenomenal movie it it just holds up so much Mm -hmm. like even today like yeah like it's, it's crazy the fact that it still looks as good as it did back then yeah blows my mind yeah yeah it's nuts like this this movie like we've we've had all the loss or uh, the um um jurassic world movies Mm -hmm. in like the past recent years and like this one holds up with that like for for visuals man like and this came out this came out in 1993 yeah yeah like it's 20 29 years old yeah yeah i think yeah yeah 29 <laughs> years old <laughs> man my math is off today but yeah i don't know i love this movie um i'm very happy that uh that we're taking the time to sit down and talk about it yeah me too. What, ab- what about you uh so i guess like from a very young age i was obsessed with dinosaurs mm-hmm. like I, I mean i'm sure every kid was um but i guess i was like super obsessed like i knew the names of dinosaurs like mm-hmm. fuck brooke at three years old was smarter than brooke now like i mean i could <laughs> name like maybe you know four or five dinos like the real yeah. names but uh yeah i guess i was obsessed with them and this was the first movie i watched in theaters okay um my mom and my dad took me to see it because she thought hey you know he loves dinosaurs so (laughs) let's go watch it um i don't remember anything from it the only part i remember is whenever the lawyer gets eaten Mm. i was sitting on my mom's lap during it we had like a pillow and everything yeah and when he got ate my mom you know covered my eyes like yeah uh this isn't for a four-year-old like, <laughs> yeah and i feel like this movie is a movie that i could like without watching it for two or three years i can still say every single thing that happens yeah. in, in sequential order like i never get bored of it uh like you said i could just watch this over and over again yeah like if if i didn't love the movie so much and like if i didn't 
like actually really want to watch it for this. Like mm-hmm. I could have hopped onto this recording and, and we could have just talked about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's how many times I've seen it. Like and- while I was watching, I obviously wrote down like all the notes of like what was happening and stuff, but then retyping it on my computer. Like I wrote some questions and that was it. Yeah. Cause I knew what we would talk about. You know? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's one of the very few movies that I can do that with. Cause like, I I'm a distracted movie watcher. Me too. Yeah. So, I got ADD. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm playing on my phone or I'm fucking walking into the kitchen or I'm uh-huh. fucking taking a piss and I don't pause it. I just let it keep playing. So yeah. like oftentimes I miss certain parts and this one, like, yeah, I could sit down and just rhyme it all off. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so this movie means a lot to both of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, another person who unfortunately couldn't be here for the recording. Yes. But uh, hopefully she'll be on for our Dominion. That's that right. is uh, Felicia from Two Chicks. Yeah. So this episode probably would have been like four hours long because this <laughs> one's going to be a long one anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately she is sick, so she couldn't join us. But Yeah. Uh, in your mind... Who is the star of this movie? And I'm including dinosaurs. The T-Rex. Okay. The T-Rex. I'm going with the raptors. I agree. But the T-Rex has that final scene Mm -hmm. where it's just roaring inside the, the facility and then the banner falls down and it's just, oh, man. That yeah. is such an incredible closing scene for this movie. It is, yeah. And I think that's what gives it the edge. Because the okay. raptors, the raptors are terrifying, man. And they yeah. are, they're like the most menacing in yeah. the movie. Yeah, they're the bad guy. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they're everywhere. Like, you yeah. fucking, they're, they're chasing after Laura Dern when she's trying to turn on the power. And then all of a sudden, they're inside yeah. the facility chasing the kids. Like, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's in like every movie that's come out, it's always been like, for the most part, like mm-hmm. the Raptors are, they have the most screen time in all of the movies. Yeah. Well, maybe not this one a bunch because like they're kind of hiding. Yeah. But in the rest of the movies, like, you're running and hiding from the raptors mm-hmm. whereas the t-rex like yeah he's he's the fucking king of the jungle like mm-hmm. like they're not running from him per se but you know they're trying to stay away from him <laughs> <laughs> yeah um one thing i read that was kind of cool about the raptors uh steven spielberg wanted them to be like nine or ten feet tall um mm-hmm. which is significantly bigger than what raptors actually were okay um but he wanted them to be more menacing um so they ended up creating these raptors that fit the profile that he wanted and then shortly after this movie was made uh paleontologists actually found the fossils of uh what they call the utah raptor oh which is a nine to ten foot tall raptor wow so uh, I can't remember who it was that made the joke, whether it was Stan Winston or I don't think it was Spielberg, but it was, it was one of them. Mm. And they said, Oh yeah, we created it. And then they, they discovered it. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> cool. Cause Raptors like 
they're saying that like the closest relative to a raptor now is a chicken. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane to me. Like, yeah. I mean, chickens are psychos, but like they're not raptor material. Mm-hmm. Well, like the opening scene where you first meets, well, one of them where you first meet uh, Dr. Grant and Ellie. Yeah. Um, you have that. They find the, uh, the velociraptor like skeleton mm-hmm. and then the little fucking brat in the background <laughs> like what is he it's just uh that doesn't look with, so scary yeah he calls it something like a chicken with no wings or something like that yeah and then like dr grant like he hates kids uh, and yeah. uh he's just like it's a little shit he's like oh he like brings out his little uh raptor talon raptor talon he's kind of telling them like how they work like they don't seem menacing but there's more of them there and mm-hmm. they'll cut you like across your throat or your stomach and then he's like and then you're not dead when they're eating you yeah. <laughs> and the kid's face is just hilarious he's like so show it a little respect and the kids are just like oh okay <laughs> yeah 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 i love how he just goes at this kid like no remorse at all just like <laughs> yeah. shuts him the fuck up yeah Oh, so funny. Uh, And yeah, like the scary scenes start right off the bat. Mm -hmm. You know, you get, they're transporting the raptors there and you have all these guys and then you have uh, Muldoon who's this, uh, is that a poacher? He's like a park ranger, I guess, in Africa or something like that. steroids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, So they're trying to transfer the raptor. And the, this like gatekeeper guy, I don't know, it's kind of silly, but he lifts up the gate and somehow the raptor moves the, the enclosure and he gets pulled in. Um, and then just like the camera view of him, of the camera inside the cage looking at the raptor and the raptor's like looking at him because like it's just so fucking smart. And then apparently a $20 million lawsuit uh, is happening because of this. <laughs> yeah, it's a little intense. <clears throat> the The starting of this movie, it jumps around quite a bit until we get that like solid foundation of who the characters are. Because yeah. like it starts with what you just said, and then it moves on to like the Dominican Republic, um, where they find the amber with the, the mosquito inside of it. Yeah. So it's like, it's really setting the foundation of like the story, moving it forward um, in like two short opening scenes. Yeah. And I've read the book and I know that you said that you wanted to read it now, but like, obviously the book explains so much more Mm -hmm. um, and it's super fucking interesting. Like the whole in-gen stuff in the book is it's wild, man. I think I read it on IMDb, but the scene where they, are on like the ride yeah where it has the dna person i mm-hmm. guess they because you said the book has you know a lot more info on all that how they do it so this one have this little like short video of that kind of explaining all of it mm-hmm. quickly which i think worked really well yeah yeah it was it was a good way of doing it uh, yeah so the park that he's opening it's basically an amusement park uh they created dinosaurs by getting mosquito blood that was found in amber um and then combining it with like frog dna to make mm-hmm. the dinos uh i mean it's kind of far-fetched but you know it's it's it wild. is and it's not 
because they in 2005 um i forget what it was they discovered but in 2005 they discovered something and basically like the trivia said like so maybe sometime in the future like this actually could happen because like they they found enough of what they needed in order to to clone it interesting so like the way that they explained it in the movie is that like they have d like sample dna and it it's not the full dna strain so they just mm-hmm. take the frog dna because it's reptilian and just kind of like place it where they need to yeah to fill the gaps so i don't know man i'm not a scientist but to me it seems like it's believable okay but maybe i'm just being naive i don't know yeah yeah uh so yeah him and needs two i guess professional signatures like people who have background in dinosaurs to sign off on the park to you know basically make sure that you know, they approve it i don't know it's uh and then the lawyers there to kind of make sure that you know everything goes smoothly and that he can sign off onto it. Um, they get Ian Malcolm, who's, I don't know what his real job is. <laughs> he says he's a chaotician, which like, I don't know how that pertains to dinosaurs, but. I don't know if it means that like they brought him there to, to see that there's not. Cause like, I feel like the way that he, his mind works is that like he's all about chaos theories right so Mm -hmm. like he they brought him in to have a person who can like visualize um, potential scenarios or something like that so maybe i don't know i'm blowing smoke in my ass i'm just like kind of uh coming up with a theory on the fly Mm -hmm. but like if they have him there and he can see like oh yeah they have all this technology that's for security and all this shit um, this is top of the line stuff. Like there's not going to be any chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Until the power goes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Hammond is a fucking nut job. Dude, this watch. I, I hated him. Yeah. He's stupid, man. <laughs> like, For lack of a better word. Like he's so proud of this and like, after they go and see the dinos, you learn that it's all females in the park. They uh, are looking for, they made sure that there's no males, I guess, because mm-hmm. they can choose that, I guess. And yeah. like the whole time, like Jeff Gull or Malcolm is like, you can't do that. Like uh, animals and stuff, they learn to, they can change the ways, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, but life. Uh, life uh finds a way yeah exactly (laughs) uh so they're basically like all eating and hammond like asked them uh so like what are you thinking they're just like ripping the shit of them and like Mm -hmm. i don't blame them like you made dinosaurs and you're gonna have people come to it as a amusement park and like yeah i love this scene because they're ripping them and then Malcolm is, you know, going off on his rants, like, and then the lawyer's there. He's like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, we can charge, you know, thousands of dollars, $2,000, $10,000 a day, and we got merch. Mm-hmm. And Hammond is like, oh, I don't want this for, like, for rich people. 
you know, I want the day-to-day people. Yeah. And the lawyer's like, oh, we can have like a coupon day or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they're like ripping him and Hammond's like, what is going on? Like, you guys just have my back, but now I have the weasel fucking bloody lawyer <laughs> who's yeah. behind me. But like, he's so delusional delusional yeah that's the word i was looking for um Mm -hmm. he has this like white blur in front of him where he's just like i don't know he just thinks this is such a brilliant idea nothing can go wrong and like i understand his excitement like Mm. that like you're cloning dinosaurs like that is fucking cool but i mean kind of because they mentioned that he stole it yeah from other researchers yeah but like he's the one that's doing it though right like he's got the park yeah yeah so like you can understand his excitement but at the same time like yeah maybe you feel like you have all the security measures but like you need to listen to the experts and and like in this circumstance but like if you're going to clone dinosaurs, like stick to the fucking herbivores. Yeah. Like, why are you cloning two of the most dangerous fucking dinosaurs that ever walked the earth? Like you brought them on the Island. Yeah. For them to like speak the truth. Mm -hmm. And when they're in there in, in the lab and they see the eggs hatching, um, which like that looks looks fucking amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Even today, like holy yeah. shit. Uh, but the dino hatches, and um, I don't know how Grant didn't realize it was a raptor. At uh, first, yeah, but he's like petting it and like you know close, and it's like, oh, what species are these? And then Wu is like a raptor, and he just like the look on his face. He's just like, you're breeding raptors. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Yeah, but yeah, man, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like even when they're going on the tour and like shit's kind of hitting the fan a little bit, like he brought his fucking grandkids there. Yeah, like ten and eight years old. And then whenever they're getting attacked, like he he's lost them at this point. He doesn't know where the fuck they are. What's he doing? He's sitting yeah. there talking to Ellie, eating ice cream. Like, yeah. should you not be like in the security tower looking for these fucking kids? Yeah, who are you are responsible for? Yeah. And I mean, he didn't learn the first time in this movie. There's fucking two other islands that he has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and he's just shelling out money too, because to get them there, he said he would fund their dig for three years. Yeah. Which I'm sure that's not cheap. No, definitely not. Especially like, judging dude, by their reactions. And like every scene, he's like, oh, spared no expense, spared no expense. Yeah. That's <laughs> all he cares about. Yeah. Um, so another storyline that we have, uh, is, um, Dennis, uh, Dennis Nedry, who is uh, Wayne Knight's character. Um, what do you think of this storyline? Like, do you think it's kind of slop, not slop, like sloppily put together? I don't know if I would say sloppily put together. I mean... You can only assume that something like this would happen in real life. Like this guy is capable of holding the fucking like embryos of these dinosaurs. Like 
you know that there's going to be somebody that's corrupted enough that will take those and try and sell them for a huge amount of money. Yeah. Um, I guess with the rest of the movies, uh, they kind of have to have one like kind of bad human guy. Yeah. You've kind of set it up for that now, but I mean, in this movie, like you could almost have just Hammond being the, the bad human guy. Like I know he, he's an old man and he, seems like he has good intentions yeah but the fact that he like all he cares about is the part um, well, i think in the book from what i like kind of read a bit of that's what michael Crichton was going for kind of yeah i think yeah but uh, yeah hammond is a lot different in the book than he is in the movie mm-hmm. um but like the whole i'm I, i'm pretty sure the whole nedry storyline is in the book too but um i don't like that you don't know like why well you know why he's doing it because he's not getting enough money from hammond but you don't know like who the people is that he's trying to give these to Mm -hmm. like all you get from his storyline is that meme that everyone (laughs) has now and he's at like lunch and he's like oh we got mitchell over here mitchell he's like see no (laughs) one cares yeah but like you don't know who they are. You just know that he's getting fifty thousand dollars per embryo. Yeah, and they have the little, uh, the little fucking shaving cream can. I used to think that was the coolest thing. Me too. Yeah. I was like, I want one of those. I can hide whatever I want in it. Yeah, and he gets you gets know? so excited. They're like, oh yeah, it's like chilled, so no one will know. Like, yeah, you know, and you can use it. And- yeah. The fucking squeal that he lets out. Oh man, it's just like ah. Uh, I- <clears throat> fucking don't like Wayne Knight at all. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Didn't use the magic word. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they arrive on the island and they're taking them out, showing them. You meet the uh, Brachiosaurus. Uh, I mean, we've already talked about it, but what are your thoughts on the CGI dinos? I, somehow... Somehow they made their CGI look really fucking good, even yeah. this many years later. Yeah, like the company that made that did this CGI, like fucking kudos to them because yeah. there is like fucking hundred thousand or hundred million dollar movies out there with CGI that does not hold up the way that this does. Yeah, yeah, I think I want to see if there's a 4K release out for this because, like, even on like the Blu-ray, like it looks phenomenal. Yeah. I watched it on Blu-ray and it looked fucking great. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love this scene too because they're just driving along and Ellie's like looking at the map and she's not paying attention. And then Grant like kind of looks and he like the look on his face, it like perfectly encapsulates like the feelings that you would have witnessing yeah. that. He's just like, like he throws his glasses off and he just like stands up and he's like in complete awe. And she's just talking away, looking at her map. Yeah. And he literally grabs her head and turns it. Yeah. And like just that scene, the awe that they have witnessing yeah. what they are. Yeah. And then they have the music going on. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh. oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like the CGI, I think looks fantastic. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So like the whole time Ian is flirting with Ellie, like hard. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, and then we they meet the uh, Triceratops. Yeah. Which that 
that is my favorite dinosaur of all time. Nice. I love the Triceratops. Uh, there's actually a new show that just uh, premiered Apple TV. Yeah, I saw that. The prehistoric one. I think David Attenborough is narrating it too. Maybe that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, it looks sick. Um, yeah, they meet the Triceratops and like, how cool would it have been to like work on this movie? Like mm-hmm. to be one of the actors and just to like be so up close to it and like, yeah. they're not scared to be up close to it. Like the, uh, like the characters, mm-hmm. like they're just getting right in there to try and help and figure out, you know, what's wrong with the, the triceratops. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Um, touching on that, another trivia that I found um, about like not being scared, getting close to the, the dinosaurs and stuff mm-hmm. um, with the T-Rex. Uh, the crew had to have multiple safety meetings about it because it weighed 12,000 pounds. Holy shit. Um, and they would use flashing lights to announce when it was about to come on to alert the crew, because if you stood next to it yeah. and like whenever it swings its head, it felt like a bus was driving past you. That's how fucking heavy it was That's and how crazy. fast it would move. Wow. Yeah. So like, imagine getting fucking accidentally beamed by that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. This ain't no Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Triceratops is sick. And uh, this line makes you laugh so hard every fucking time. They look through the the uh, the feces. Yeah. And they find the feces. is just this big pile of poop. Yep. <laughs> and classic Ian Malcolm just like, that's one big pile of shit. This <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is delivery. Is so yeah, good. I love his character. Um, so the next big, probably one of the biggest scenes is uh, the T-Rex scene. They're going out. It's the big storm coming in. Mm. They end up stopping uh, at the T-Rex enclosure. There's a goat outside. The T-Rex ends up Oh, they lose power because Wayne or not Wayne. Nedry. Nedry shuts all the power off because he's trying to steal the embryos, which he successfully does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the T-Rex breaks out. And I have a very big flaw with this movie. Okay. That I've never realized before. Okay. Is the map of the park okay so okay so the t-rex breaks out right yeah it the whole side where like the rex is he breaks out whenever the car gets pushed to the side and grant and the kids are hanging off the side Mm. where does this big fucking cliff come from that's a fair point. And it's like a drop off of like 50 feet. Yeah. There's like mountains right beside them that you can see in the shot before. Yeah. And like, and then after we'll go back to this, but then they climb up a tree and there's the Brachiosaurus right there. Mm. How are they there? And then later on when they're like, running through they see the gallimimus and 
the T-Rex shows up, like I, th- I thought all these dinosaurs were in separate enclosures because like when they spring the breakers, it has like, you know, the herbivores and it has like the T-Rex by himself. So yeah. like, how is the T-Rex in? That's a very good point. Cause they're beside the T-Rex enclosure. Like you said, like, and like, there's even the goat there. And then all of a sudden the goat disappears and well, the uh, goat comes up from underground. That's true. Yeah. So like how like is the, there that the, big fucking. Yeah. The goat's like cliff. on a platform. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good point. <laughs> I mean, never... like, it's like, a, it doesn't bother me that much. It's like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't really make any sense, but that's very true. So that's like the only thing that bugs people to this movie, but call up Stevie, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean this scene with the T-Rex is just uh it's legendary, man. Mm-hmm. Um the lawyer deserved to die. He left the kids there. Yep. But then the kids were also equally as fucking dumb because well, Lex is because yeah. she turns on the flashlight. <laughs> And is like waving around, and the T Rex obviously goes to it. And Tim is like, "What are you doing? Turn the light off!" Yeah, and they can't. Then they're shining it up in the roof. T Rex, <laughs> like cover it up. Like if you can't shut yeah. it off, at least cover it up. Oh man, yeah, but I don't that, understand what her thought process was turning on this flashlight. Yeah, really don't. I mean, get like it. Grant and them know that you're in the car, so they know you're there. Yeah. You know? Um, how fucking terrified would you be during that scene where the oh T-Rex like, like goes through the roof Yeah, and they're like, I, I mean, I don't think there could be anything scarier. No. Like, I really don't. Like, I don't know what I, I, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably pass out from fear. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd fucking tuck my tail between my legs. I'm going to die right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You can't get out of the car because apparently there's a cliff right beside you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe your best bet is to try and climb in and get underneath the car. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I wonder. I want to see how they filmed that scene. Because like you said, if it's like a 12,000 pound machine and like the head is going into the kids, it, yeah. well, it's probably stunt doubles, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Oh, man, like, I love the, the glass, like the water glass. Yeah. And how you see the ripples. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spielberg wanted us as viewers to know that the T-Rex was there before um, we could actually see it. And uh, I forget. I think it was a train going by or something like that. And that's where he got the inspiration for the water. Oh, okay. Um, and it, like it made his like the water in his glass like ripple, and they were struggling so hard to replicate that. And then it oh, eventually, okay. <laughs> eventually, the way that they did it was putting guitar strings underneath the dash of the car, and there was a guitar player outside of it, and he was like plucking the guitar strings, <laughs> and that's how they did it. That's so funny. Yeah. I also read that to get the the t-rex like growl or whatever oh yeah there was like seven different animals that they had to get yeah some ridiculous animals like stupid (laughs) like a cat a pig a a cow yeah yeah yeah. uh so yeah they are uh grant ends up distracting the t-rex with the flare throws it and then for some reason 
Malcolm grabs it and he does it too. I don't know why, but he throws the flare and then the T-Rex just keeps chasing him. Yeah. And he runs into the bathroom stall with uh, the lawyer and Malcolm gets like kind of hit away um, and covered up. And then the T-Rex, like everything falls so perfectly and the guy's just like <laughs> on the toilet yeah. and uh, and like there's only two kills in it, but both kills are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Grant ends up going back to the kids because the T-Rex flipped the car over and basically smushed the car and they are... They get thrown over the edge. And then another question I had is where the fuck did Ellie go? She went, she, cause she stayed with the Triceratops, right? Okay. okay. And then she went back to the, uh, the facility with the guy that she was with. Dude, I was so confused because like the next scene, when it goes back to the facility, Ellie's just there. And I was like, what the fuck? How'd she get back so quick? <laughs> yeah, no, she wanted to stay and help him uh, with no, the right. Triceratops. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they get thrown off the side. Uh, Tim is still in the car whenever it gets thrown out off the side. Um, I didn't like Lex at the start of the movie, but I kind of like she didn't get as annoying throughout the movie. She kind of like kind of grew a pair of balls if you know what yeah, i mean like yeah yeah that's sexist but yeah wow. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> uh i really like the scene it's really uh suspenseful whenever the car is in it and mm-hmm. i love when grant goes up to it because like he hates kids and lex basically says like she's so freaking out she's like he left us he left us and yeah it's just like i'm not gonna leave you Mm-hmm. And he goes up to the car, and I love the first thing that Tim says. He's like, I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like so heartbroken by it. And Grant's yeah. just like, Understandable. Yeah, I'm not going to sign when you throw up, Tim. Okay, let's just go. Yeah. And like this scene is so intense when the car's falling and they're just like booking it down that tree. Yeah. Yeah, it's really heartfelt moment when they're in the tree, uh, like sleeping. And like Grant is starting to like, like the kids mm-hmm. um and then the brachiosaurus shows up and it sneezes on lex yeah i uh, love this scene too because like they're they're sitting up in the tree so they're kind of like overlooking i don't want to say the horizon but like they're overlooking this like huge like forest kind of thing mm-hmm. and they can hear the brachiosaurus is like talking to each other yeah um and then Grant starts making the noises too. And then all of a sudden you see all their heads pop up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, it's just so cool. And then like how you said, one comes like right up to them. And like uh, Lex is like freaking out because she doesn't know anything about dinosaurs, right? Tim's the, the big dinosaur fan. Yeah. And she's like, why are you calling that monster over here? Yeah. yeah. And Grant's like, he's not a monster. Like, like it's not going to hurt you. And I'm just like, every time I watch this movie, I just think like, how fucking cool would that be? Yeah. Like we've gone to zoos before and like fed drafts, like on, on those great big, like the mm-hmm. uh, platform things. And I, like, it, it just reminds me of that, but like with a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. Like that'd be so cool. Yeah. I like how he says, Oh, it's just a giant cow. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I like cows. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. He threw his uh, talent away though. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, kind of like, 
well, I guess dinosaurs are back. I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Because they ask him, like, what are you going to do for work now? And I think he he says something that I think Ian said before about, like, the dinosaurs, like, adjusting to change or whatever. Yeah. Um, So we get a quick look at uh, Dennis. Uh, Let's talk about his death. Because I think it's pretty fucking terrifying. The dinosaur he's with. Um, yep. I guess the Dilapa, Dilaposaurus? Uh, Dilap, uh, Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. Uh, so he's, it's like a middle of like a big ass storm. He like hits some sign. I guess he has to go through this enclosure to get to the dock, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But he ends up getting lost and he runs into this dino, which like it looks, you know, cute and stuff. And he's trying to throw a stick and then he gets back up to his car and it spits. I think uh, Grant says like it spits like this mucus that like paralyzes you and stuff. Mm. So it gets on him and then the dinosaur like brings up as like his frilly things is making this crazy ass noise. Yeah. It's fucking scary. And then he gets in the car and <laughs> the dino's in the car. Yeah. And then it spits like in his eyes and he's just like, Ah, and then it Screaming. just fucking kills him. Yeah. Um. So I have a little trivia on on the Dilophosaurus. All right. The venom spitting uh-huh. and the frilly thing, uh, was made up for the movie. Really? So they, um, at the time they originally thought that the Dilophosaurus was, um that its jaw would be too small, like judging off of um, like what they found in fossils and stuff, that its jaw would be too small and it wouldn't have the bite force to actually like kill a human. So for, I think it was for the book, Crichton added in the whole venom spitting to give it this sort of like extra menacing kind of uh, approach. Mm. But then later research found out that like in fact they very easily could have fucking ripped a human to shreds oh no doubt yeah yeah but yeah for for the story of jurassic park i can't remember if it was made up for the book or for the movie um but the whole venom thing yeah it's not real which makes sense because like that's a kind of a weird thing to to have like i I mean skunks shoot smelly fart out of their butt i mean that's kind of silly <laughs> that's fair uh so some little plot lines that kind of happen um <clears throat> so all of the locks are off in the the park because uh dennis left and so they're trying to figure out how to get them back on he has like this kind of password on his computer and it's super fucking annoying but even tom is getting super annoyed with it he's like a fucking dentist is like workspace has like chips and like Uh, shit everywhere it's disgusting so they figure out that they just have to reset the whole um park basically Mm -hmm. so the breakers for the grids are in this maintenance shed at the end other end of the uh compound Mm -hmm. Um, and then while that's happening, uh, oh, they end up saving Ian Malk, Ian, they, 
Ellie and uh, Muldoon, they go and get them. That scene is intense too. Yeah, with the T Rex chasing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the the kind of throwback. I think in Toy Story two, I just watched, but yeah. uh, when they're in the department store, and yeah. Rex is chasing them. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, <clears throat> so they get him. Uh, Ellie and Tom are going to go to the shed to flip the breakers. And then meanwhile, Grant's Tim or Lex are making their way. I don't even know if they know where they're going. Like, I'm guessing Grant does, but like, I don't know how he would. I'm sure he maybe has like an idea, like we need to go north or we need to go south or something like that. So they're like this giant ass field and they see these kind of like bird like dinos. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're a gallimimus, I think. Uh. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but oh yeah, um, yeah, Gallimimus, yeah, yeah, and they're hiding behind like this uh, big tree, and then you see the T Rex come out. It looks fucking great, man. Still looks mm-hmm. good. Um, and then while they're walking through, too, uh, Grant finds dinosaur eggs that hatched, so you know that they're breeding. That <laughs> Malcolm was basically right; like yeah. the dinosaurs will just adapt to life. Yeah. Because they can change their uh, sex because they have that frog DNA. Mm-hmm. Which is a really fucking cool addition to to the storyline. Like yeah. for, for them to think of that, I thought that like that's fucking really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they you kind of get this like back and forth scene. Um, Ellie makes it to the the shed. Oh, I like to before whenever they're like going her and Muldoon and Muldoon's like, okay, I'll go to the main shed. And Ellie's like, Oh, I'll go with you. And then Hammond, like the fucking old bastard is like, Oh, you're going. I mean, like I'm a man and you're uh and she's just like, Oh, shut up. We don't have time to talk about sexism yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, it's like, really, man, like you can barely fucking walk. Do you think you're going to make it <laughs> to there? <laughs> Um, so it's kind of like this really suspenseful multiple scenes going on at the same time. Basically, you have Muldoon and Ellie, they realize that the raptors escaped out of their enclosure. So uh Muldoon thinks he has like the main mother raptor who ended up like killing, I think, three of the raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tells Ellie to run. She gets there. She's like flipping on the breakers at the same time uh, that Tim, Lex, and Grant get to this, like the perimeter fence, basically. Mm-hmm. So they are climbing with the fence and Tim is like almost all the way down. And like this part kind of doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all, actually. Cause like before he was going down that tree, like faster than Grant. That's true. And now he's like barely making it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's flipping the switch and then it ends up turning on and shocks Tim off of the yeah. fence. Uh, in real life, Tim would have his legs and his arms would have literally been blown off. Yeah. Isn't it like 10,000 watts or something? 10,000 like volts. Yeah. Volts. Yeah. 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 You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like I've had heard stories in like my Felix, I sell to like lectures and stuff, but like there was a guy who touched a live panel board that was i think it was like a thousand volts 2000 volt and it literally 
exploded him out of his boots. Like all that was there was his boots and his like his feet. What? The rest of his body was gone. Oh my god. Yeah. So like that would kill him. Like what the fuck? That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh so that's not very uh accurate. Accurate, but <laughs> I mean it's a movie, you know. Yeah. But I love the the look of Tim after this happens. Yeah. Like his hair is all wild and um uh back at the the shed ellie finds uh <laughs> tom's arm oh man when <laughs> so she like because the raptor is there and she gets scared and she's like his arm like falls down and she's like oh tom thank gosh <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like his arm is just like freaks the fuck out and the raptor ends up getting stuck there yeah so we kept saying that there's only two kills but there's like four Guess, maybe yeah because there's tom there's uh nedry there's the lawyer and there's the guy at the start with the raptor oh and muldoon dies or yeah yeah fuck yeah because he's just... like he has the the like main mother like lined up with the gun mm-hmm. and then i mean this is probably one of the most memorable lines from the movie i mean there's a lot of them but yeah whenever he just sees the one beside him he's just like doesn't even freak out, just like clever girl. Yeah. And then he has up getting killed by the raptor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what uh do you want to go into the scene with uh Lex and Tim enjoying their scrumptious dessert? <laughs> uh yeah, so they end up making their way back to the uh the facility. I don't even know what we would call it. Yeah, just a facility, whatever. Um, and then like they're sitting there, they're in like this fucking giant ass spread of like all these different desserts and like ice cream and like jello and shit like that. And they're just sitting there fucking mowing into it. And then all of a sudden you can see the shadow of a raptor on the wall. Yeah. And it I think El- uh Lex sees it, right? It was her yeah. that sees it. Man, like the acting in this scene mm-hmm. by both of them is yeah so good so good yeah because like you know they're sitting there happy enjoying the dessert and then like tim like smiles at lax and then her face just like drops a total 180 man yeah so then they uh they sneak into the kitchen and um is there three at this point or is there just a two no there's just the two just the two yeah and the fucking raptors end up following them in there and this whole like this is between this and the t-rex scene it's the most iconic scenes in the movie like when you think of jurassic park you think of that t-rex scene with the car and you think of this kitchen scene Mm -hmm. um because the kids are just like scrambling through and the raptors are like they're clicking their talons on the floor and it's almost it's like morse code they're just like click 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 click. um and the kids are like trying to make their way through the kitchen. And then one of the Raptors jumps up on the counter so it can like see. And it's the, the suspense and the heart racing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's intense. Yeah. Um, you really feel like you're in there with the kids. I think like the way that it's shot. Yeah. Um, and I love the one scene where the raptor thinks that it's looking at ellie but it's it's a mirror dude even that had me fucked up yeah like every time i see it you know 
Yeah. And the raptor just comes like running towards it and it ends up just being a reflection. Yeah. It fucking like slams itself into this <laughs> like stainless steel like cabinet. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I like the uh the transition. Um whenever Ellie gets back to I think the rest of them and she finds Grant, uh they're like, oh, is like it's all taken care of. And she's like, Oh, there's a raptor in the shed. But I mean, we're good as long as it can't open, op- doesn't learn how to open doors. And then immediately transitions to the kitchen yeah. and you see the door handle just go like that. And you're yeah. like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other raptor, it ends up, Tim, for some reason, tries to run away into the freezer and then it slides into it. And then he ends up, uh, um, Locking it in. Locking it in. I think that was all like he did that on purpose. Did I he? think. I think they lured it in there. Maybe. I don't know. Tim's a smart kid, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how that dinosaur got out though. Because there's like three raptors that show up at the end, right? Yeah. Unless it didn't, and they were it was other ones. But I mean, those freezers, like when I used to work in a kitchen, they have like if you get locked in, they have uh, like a button on the inside that you can push and it oh, unlocks okay. the freezer door. Yeah. So maybe the Raptor figured that out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be either. <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's normally like a big red button. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tim takes a beating in, during this movie. Yeah, he does. Like, I don't know how he survived, but I'd never talk to my grandfather again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, uh, let's guess talk about the last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, another iconic scene. Basically, they all make it to the security room. There's another uh, raptor who's like trying to get in, who can like do the locks or the door handle. Uh, Lexi ends up, she like knows the computer system, so she finds the way to lock the door. Doesn't really help because the raptor does crashes through the glass window <laughs> and uh, they make it up to the roof and they make it out into the main like lobby where there's like a dino um, skeleton and they all like get on different like parts of the skeleton and the raptors like jump on and more raptors show up and then they kind of like huddle close together and they're like oh shit this is it and one of the raptors like lunges to get a grant, and then all of a sudden the T Rex just comes out of fucking nowhere and snatches it midair. So sick. And then just like fights the other two. And, and... Mm-hmm. so, like, ultimately the T Rex is the hero in the end. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he is. But yeah, and then that all leads up to that final scene that I was talking to because, like, they obviously get out. Yeah. Um, a helicopter comes and takes them away. But yeah. Then we get that iconic T-Rex just like roaring and the Jurassic Park banner comes falling, falling yeah. down over top of it. Yeah. And then they're like leaving on the helicopter. You see all like the pelicans and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's a good ending. I agree. All right. Uh, anything else that uh, you want to mention that we didn't talk about? Nope. I don't think so. I kind of mentioned everything else. All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatter. And this is a long ass episode. 
It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Holy shit. All right. What did you rate this movie? So, as much as I wanted to give it a perfect score, I can't give it a perfect score. Uh, so, story, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, I said, a wonderful science fiction movie with great characters and writing, an intense and thrilling ride that'll keep you on the edge of your seat. Uh, I mentioned it does have a few plot holes. Um, quality, I gave it a 10 out of 10 for quality. I mean, what is there to say, really? Uh, absolute perfection when it comes to the quality of the movie, the acting, cinematography, CGI, practical effects, the score. I mean, that's just perfect. 8 out of 10 for the story and 10 out of 10 for the quality. Cool. Uh, my story, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. Uh, so this was one of the most original movies of its time. And considering that it was based off, oh, that was another thing I want to br- bring up. Um, they bought the rights to uh, Crichton's novel before he even finished it. Oh, I think I did read that somewhere. Yeah, they were so um, enthralled by it and like confident in it that they were, they gave him two million dollars for the rights to it. I would ask for more. Well, he did. Oh, um, he negotiated. Uh, well, I shouldn't say negotiated because he came back with a non-negotiable offer of 1.5 million and then a percentage of what the movie made. Wow. So he came out on Uh, top. (laughs) Mart on him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this movie made over a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg alone got $250 million from this. That's crazy. Yeah. Smart on him, man. Holy. Yeah. Big time. Um, So anyways, yeah. So I said, this is one of the most original movies of his time. And considering it was based off Crichton's novel before the novels even finished blows my mind. Uh, It spawned many successful sequels that aren't always great, but they're all still very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, The novel obviously explains so much more about what's going on, but the screenplay did a great job of condensing the information down to a two hour film. Uh, The movie has it all action, horror, edgier seat suspense. Um, I found myself caring about all the characters, even Hammond. Like, I don't think he's an evil man. I just think that he's delusional and stupid. Um, And like, you can respect his, uh, I guess, adoration for what he's done. Um, I mean, I'd be the same way probably like if I, was able to do this like i would probably have my blinders up too and just be like this needs to be fucking successful because this is the coolest shit ever yeah um but yeah uh you pointed out some plot holes that i never really thought about so i guess that yeah it makes sense not quite perfect but pretty fucking close yeah my quality i also gave it a 10 out of 10 Um, I said, I can't give this movie enough praise in terms of its quality. The cinematography is stunning. The score is incredible and it's instantly recognized by almost anybody. The visual effects, both practical and CGI still hold up to this day and somehow still look fucking incredible. Um, The acting wasn't always the greatest, but I don't care. I like, I don't watch this movie for the acting. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I've watched this movie countless times and I'll continue watching it until the day that I can't anymore. So yeah, I, yeah, this movie has, this is a top tier movie for me. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's high up there. Yeah. All right. So safe to say we both love it. 
All right. You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics consensus. Jurassic Park is a spectacle of special effects and lifelike animatronics with some of Spielberg's best sequences of sustained awe and sheer terror since Jaws. So based off that, what do you think the critics rated it? I'm going to go 96%. A little bit lower. 92%. Ah, shit. Okay. That's being... uh... Generous? Generous, yeah. Uh, Yeah, 92% on 132 ratings and an average score of 8.4 out of 10. The audience rating, kind of shocking, 91%. Okay. On 250,000 ratings and an average score of 4.3 out of 5 or 8.6 out of 10. All right. All right. I kind of expected the audience score to be a little bit higher. Yeah. Like a 95. That's fair. Anyways, what's Letterboxd got for us? So Letterboxd has a 4.1 out of 5. I give it a 4.5 out of 5. And you give it a 5 out of 5. I didn't write down anyone else because there's way too many reviews on it. Yeah, But most of them are either a a four, four and a half or a five. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met a person that doesn't like this movie. Yeah. Me either. To be honest. I mean, like, and like what, what about it? Could you not like, yeah. Like when I'm, when I'm thinking about like the critics rating, it's a 92%. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a hundred percent. So there's people out there that don't like it. Yeah. What about this movie did you not like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Me either. Anyways, it is what it is. They're probably... No, I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. (laughs) Stay away from that one. People that don't believe dinosaurs were real. We'll just say that. Okay. Anyways, you ready for the scare section? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right what'd you give for a scare rating so i give it a three out of ten okay um i said there was some truly scary and intense scenes uh there wasn't that much gore like i mean i guess you kind of did see some blood and stuff like that yeah. but um really the only like gory kill was the lawyer that got eight yeah and even um still. but yeah uh scariest scene this one's kind of tough i said the kitchen wrapper scene mm-hmm. that's because like of how well acted it is and of how intense it is mm-hmm. um yeah and what i survive uh i said i wouldn't go to an island full of dinosaurs but if i had to i'd 100 be eaten. would you not go like if you had this thought process that like the security is top of the line. There's none better. No expenses lost or anything like that. If, if, okay. If it was, if it's me as like Dr. Grant or Malcolm going to like, make sure it's safe. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. Okay. If it's like, it's been open, you know, for six months or a year, there's been no issues at all. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. 
Okay. Right. And if Fair. I can afford it. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. But what would you? Uh, my scare rating, I give it a five out of 10. Okay. Okay. Um, I said so many aspects of this movie are terrifying and the way that they set things up to make you feel like you're in the room or in the car or in the forest or like anywhere mm. where these dinosaurs are, like it just, it feels so real. It feels like you're right there with them. Yeah. Um, and like the whole raptor thing, like how they hide out in the, in the trees and shit like that. And like, you see one, but you don't see the two coming on the other side of you like that. Just it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not like, I don't know. It's not like a, a horror scary. It's hard to describe. Like it just, it feels like a real horror. Mm-hmm. Like it almost seems like something that could actually happen the way that they've done it. Yeah. Um, my scariest scene. I also said the rap, the Raptor kitchen scene, but also uh, when Ellie, like when she's in that, control or not the control room but like the where she's turning on all the power again Mm. and the whole arm thing and the raptors like busting its head through the pipes and shit like yeah that was scary yeah like that's a pretty intense jump scare it is yeah uh would i survive i said i'd like to say yes but those raptors would likely fuck me up (laughs) yeah they're too smart for you Mm -hmm. thanks man (laughs) (laughs) all right I'm so glad we did this movie. I know, me too. Uh, yeah. I had, a, I had a lot of fun watching it again and talking about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing movie. Amazing yeah. movie. Agreed. But sadly, we have to move on. We do. Yes. Um, so we're going back to our regularly scheduled programming of having no schedule. <laughs> um, uh, so I get to pick the movie and half an hour before we recorded, I was like texted you. I'm like, fuck, I need to think of a movie. I've been so used to doing these themes that I just like yeah. forget about it. Um, I'm going a little off the rails for this one. Okay. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Pan's Labyrinth okay yeah interesting yeah i did not see that coming i knew you wouldn't uh okay because uh it's always been one that's kind of freaked me out um yeah the, the the dude with the eyes and shit like yeah and it is it's considered like a fantasy horror okay um so, i've yeah. only seen it the one time and it was like when it first came out yeah and i don't really remember much from it except good that obviously that same guy (laughs) but uh all right cool i'm excited yeah and it's directed by guillermo del toro so i mean Mm -hmm. he he's done horror yeah yeah um but yeah it's it's been one that i don't i don't want to say i've always wanted to talk about but it's been one that's been like popping up on lists and shit here and there Mm -hmm. and i just think it'd be a really cool discussion yeah I'm yeah. down. Sweet. Uh, and next month, we're also going to be doing a uh, episode on Jurassic Park Dominion or Jurassic World Dominion mm-hmm. um, with Felicia. Yeah. Uh, she was going to be coming on for two episodes, but sadly, it's only going to be the one. But 
Yeah. So we're going to be kind of going back to the prehistoric horror for one episode next month, but yeah, like that was the whole point of us, of us doing that month, right. Is to Mm -hmm. kind of lead up to that movie. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. All right. Anyways. So yeah, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm street on Instagram and Facebook. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you will find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. And we're going to be getting a new design soon. I don't know when, mm-hmm. but soon we have somebody working on it. Uh, same guy who did our uh, big explosion one with us riding the moose. And <laughs> um, yeah, our good friend Cody, he's going to be doing another one for us. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, there's also links to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. And there's links to each of our individual letterboxed accounts, our YouTube channel, um, our Discord server, and anywhere that you can find us. I mean, listen to us. <laughs> or watch us. Or watch us. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. wraps up this week, and we will talk to you next week. See you later.